The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a new home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building a house you're proud to call home. And if don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the Ryan and Rush Show, go ahead and do so. But don't take our word for it. Take Coach Nealon's. Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching the Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Ryan, we're about 48 hours away, less than 48 hours away from Texas Tech kicking off in Morgantown. That game will be on 3.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, this crucial game for, for both teams. Texas Tech enters this game 1-2. and two. Hasn't been an FBS opponent yes, yet. Beat Tarlington State last week, but obviously wa- lost to Wyoming at Wyoming. Then lost a, a game they shouldn't have lost against or- Oregon and Lubbock. Obviously, West Virginia enters this game 2-1, and one, coming off the big pit win. Lost to Penn State to start this season. But, hey, this has been a tough spot for Neil Brown. Hasn't beaten Texas Tech yet on a four-game losing streak. Um, you really need to set the tone at home, get Big 12 playoffs started on the right foot. Ryan, since we are about less than 48 hours out, what do you, what's the temperature on both of these teams? Uh, a lot of unknown still. This is such a big swing game for both teams. I think both teams think that with the way their schedule breaks that – they both can go on a run, but it would be really nice if uh, both sides really would, would like to start with the win and, and get to 1-0 and and get on the right path and see if they can go on a run. Um, Texas Tech's schedule does get a little soft after coming to Morgantown, but I, I think a lot of unknown with both these programs, a lot of uh, anxiety because this is a big game. It's a pivotal swing game. We've talked about it. The pit win was really, really nice, but – we got to have this game. And, you know, I was walking the dogs today, and it got me thinking. The Texas Tech game has kind of been the swing game while we're in, while we've been in the Big 12. And I went back and looked, and, and I heard this stat as well. We When we beat Tech, the years that we've beaten Texas Tech, we've won close to eight games a year. When we haven't, just under six. So, I mean, you do the math. This is like the game that kind of has determined whether we're an eight-win team or we're a 6-5 win team, which we've been over the Neil Brown era, and it makes sense why Neil hasn't beaten them yet. And it, it, we we talked about the path to eight wins. This was a game where we kind of circled as, we got to find a way to beat these guys. We can't – this is not a good enough program. They're a great program, but they, this is not a team you should lose to five in a row. No, it's 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 not. And it's, it's – you kind of have, as we talked about last week with the pit game, that was your first – Get the emotional monkey off your back. Get the non-con off your back. Get get that crucial pit win that you should have had. But then you go right – like you don't have time to celebrate this at all. You go right into that next week. Big 12 play starts, the real the real show. Because, right, it's – you know, that non-con is great. Obviously, we want to be pit. Yeah. But it's really about can you get to Dallas or not. And this Texas Tech team, one that was significantly favored started to start the season, I really like them a lot. This is an older team, a mature team that actually – it's kind of weird the position they are in because they shouldn't be in this position and they should have at least split those first two games. And I liked what you said back when you and Rob were were previewing Texas tech is there's not a quarterback controversy, but it's close to one as you can be. And I'll take our theoretical quarterback controversy over theirs. We have no doubt in our minds that Nico's probably starting this game. 
I don't want to say no doubt because you, you yeah. never know last second. You know, coaches can be coaches. But we're, we're pretty 80-20, 90-10 that, that Nico is starting this game. And I'll tell you what, this is – there's not a lot of film out there, you know, about Nico. There, th- this is that situation for him to really go out there and show what he's made of. Don't – you know, I made the comparison to Josh Eilert when we get to, you know, basketball season here coming up is don't give him a reason to replace you. Go out there. And, and, and show what you're capable of and get involved early. And we were doing the show last night uh, with the Wolfman over on the Voice of College Football Network. It was like, yeah, like get, get Nico rolling. Just figure something out. Obviously, don't put him in a situation to get hurt, but, you know, have him take off. You know, start getting the ball spread out. Just something that gets him not thinking, not, mm-hmm. you know, get that confidence up and realizes, dude, you got, you got 60,000 people behind you. You got one of the best environments behind you. Go out there and get it type of thing because I will say from, from a sports psychology perspective, a lot of people don't put enough um, emphasis on this is Nico last year probably – maybe he expected to be at least in a couple plays, but he wasn't expecting to, to, to play as much as he did, right? And sometimes, believe it or not, that can actually work to your advantage. You don't have time to think about it. You just go out there and do. So now that Nico's had a week to think about this and is probably like, I'm going to be the starter this week, how does he respond to that? And I and, and and that goes into back to what you were saying, Ryan, with the whole this Texas Tech game has usually been the one. If you were to pick a, a micro level game to pick the the macro level season, yep. What game is that? And it's been Texas Tech because these two teams culturally, West Virginia and Texas Tech culturally, um, kind of the way they are each season. In a weird way, we mirror each other. Very similar, yeah. Similar cultures, and you've even talked about how you've gone to you've enjoyed going to Lubbock when you have. So this is a team we need to kick them while they're down. It's there. They haven't been an FBS opponent. Let's not start here. Yeah. And you mentioned it, they had high expectations, but in terms of the temperature, a lot of anxiety because they're trying to find themselves still. And for us, it's, it's the same thing on a different level. We haven't been two games over 500 since the COVID year when we beat army in the bowl game. This program is too proud to have that big a drought. That's why, it, like, this is just a, in terms of a temperature, it's a must win for both teams. Both these teams, and I know it's it's only game number four, game number one in the league, but if you want any chance to get into Dallas, hard. both sides got to get this game. Yeah, this this is, I know it's the whole idea of, hey, this is the first game in the Big 12, you know, it's, can't lose you, yeah. Usually the idea is, hey, you you know, you lose the first game. You, you there, There's this idea in football, whether it's NFL or college, like, yeah, maybe you lose the first couple or, but, but college, it, especially this one, not with these circumstances, not with how good Texas Tech is supposed to be and just how, you know, on paper, great this team's supposed to be and not, and, and they got bodies and they got height and they got size and they got experience. But hey, if you can't click that together, there is something about how, and this was this was the concern about Texas Tech entering the season. We talked about it a lot on our Big 12 show, Ryan, is when you come with expectations into a season that not necessarily haven't been earned, not saying that Texas Tech wasn't good last year and didn't do a good job of showing that they were better than they probably were. Yeah. But all of a sudden, they came into this season saying, we're going to Dallas. And I get that from the side of, you know, you got to be confident. You got to have the, but it didn't come across that way. It was pretty like, 
hey, we did great last season. Hey, we're going to Dallas next season. And it's like, yo, hold your horses. And they kind of – they look sleepy. Slept walk the first couple of days, and now they're going into Morgantown. Weird things happen in Morgantown. And they got other trips ahead, Ryan, that aren't so favorable. I mean, they got to go back out to Provo. Like, they, they already they struggled in the mountains at Laramie. So, and you know, also- don't get me wrong. They're going to they're gonna come out this game firing. But, but they – I'm also kind of getting the impression is there they don't see this game as important as it really is for them. Like they there is that level of like, oh, four years in a row, let's go in and win five. They they gotta be very careful because you, you as West Virginia fans, Ryan, we're playing Texas Tech exactly when we need to play play them, exactly when I want to play them. You told me this was gonna map out, let's play them to start the Big 12. Let's kick them while they're down. And hey. If they do lose this game, Texas Tech does, the transfer portal is going to start getting hit hard by them because that's what you're seeing. These these teams that are supposedly be good, these teams supposedly on paper, they're supposed to be great. They start one and three, one and four. People are going to want eligibility for next season. So watch it. Let's let's get into the transfer portal, Ryan. Well, and another thing that we, we talk about, Neil Brown, how he has not been Texas Tech. Those proud guys that dominated the game against Pittsburgh on Saturday night, the offensive line, they've all been in this program three, four years. Uh, Milam, Remack, obviously mm-hmm. Frazier, Nestor, uh, Yates. That's a proud group, and they've gotten their tails kicked in by Texas Tech. They're tired of losing to Texas Tech. And uh, G.S. Myrna, sorry if I butchered that, 746, Yes, they have been on a buy at least two out of three years, maybe all three. I, I'd have to go deep dive, but the situation has always favored them. A lot of people think it favors them again. I don't necessarily agree. Like I, I agree. I, I agree that we really wanted the pick game, but this group also really wants to be Texas Tech. When you've lost to a team four times in a row and you can't get motivated, then there's something wrong with you. So I expect this to come out balls of the wall once again and and play our tails off in front of that crowd and and I think it's going to be another good crowd I I do not think it's going to be a sleepy crowd like it's been and because a lot of the times we played them at noon as well so I'm expecting a, a good effort here and, and a hard-fought game well that's another great reason like you said like the, the comment you just read off you know Texas Tech might have usually had a buy before this game it didn't seem like we usually played them this early either uh, I, I could be wrong, but it always felt like we usually played a middle or later in this like week season. Week six or seven. Every yeah, day. like just yeah. kind of that. Um, well, especially if they had a bye beforehand. Usually not a lot of, you know, you're not getting a bye yeah. right before your non, I mean, your conference play after week three. Uh, you know, this game's not at noon. This game is coming off Morgantown being higher and feeling good than they have in years, man. Probably be- since before the pandemic. You know, it's been a while. And this game is not your traditional Neil Brown versus Texas Tech game. It's not. It's, it's. hey, this is finally, the tide's turning our way. Can you capitalize? Now, this is the question. Now, this is the next Neil Brown question, right? First one is, can you beat Pitt, start the season two and one, save your job? Check. Done. Okay. Yep. Can you capitalize off this momentum now? The next, that's the next one. Can you capitalize off this momentum, beat a team that you haven't really beaten or you haven't beaten, and can you win that? Can you win your home games? It, it's the next question. Because then after that, at TCU, and we're not going to jump too far ahead here. And then you got your bye, Ryan. You predicted it four and one before we played Houston on Thursday night. And hey, you you get this win. We still a lot of questions with TCU. 
this is this is the perfect time for that. This is the perfect recipe. We talked about this back in February when the schedule was released. This this is the perfect. So now it's time. It's time and, to just do it instead of and, talk about it. And, and like you said, Rush, like there's some momentum right now. You give it all right back if you lose this game because yeah. keep this in perspective. Saturday, September the 23rd, we will be halfway already done with our home slate. We will only have three more home games and having the opener as a home game, that means five out of the final eight are on the road. So, I mean, the, the, the schedulers, the schedule gods gave you a break by giving you another home game. If we were going on the road, I would say this would be a tough spot. But True. that you're at home, they got to they gotta travel three and a half hours into Morgantown, fly into Pittsburgh, Clarksburg, wherever they're going, bus down. It's a tough trip, like you said. The weather's not bad, but it's still a tough trip getting to Morgantown. It, it, it's it's time to hand it to these guys and and get to two games over 500 for the first time since the Army Bowl game. And I, I know that's crazy to sound, but it's that's what this program's been the last two years. You win two and then you lose two and you give it right back. And you you, you don't get this one done, then you got to go back to back on the road in Texas at TCU and at Houston. So it's a pivotal game. Uh, that's the bottom line. This is as pivotal a swing game as even Pitt was. Well, let me add something to that, too, before we get to the keys to victory and lay this out, how the Mountaineers will win this game on Saturday. Ryan, I don't think the weather's supposed to be good. It's, they're calling it the like rain it. right now. Yeah, yeah No, that's great. Muck it up against Shuck. And that uck at the end, West Virginia fans, you can do what you want with that in the crowd. Uh, yeah. you, know, we saw, uh, you know, we saw a little Sweet Caroline um, last week, which is great, which, which they should always play to start the fourth quarter. But, you know, yeah. we'll, next time we have Ren on, we'll talk to him about that. Um, yeah. And if you haven't seen that Ren Baker interview, of course, go back to watch. But I love it, man. It's raining. Morgantown, 3.30. Gives people enough time to get going. This, this it, it, The stars are aligned. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do about it? It's time to go out and take it. With yeah. that being said, Ryan, let's hear the, let's hear the Moneyline Mac keys to victory. And then, yeah. we'll, uh, and then I'll give a couple myself. So, so my keys to victory are simple. Nobody thinks you're going to win this game, and the odds say that. they You're a touchdown underdog. Everybody just thinks you're going to have a letdown spot. One way to get out of that, start fast, man. Uh, multiple times we've played Texas Tech. Last year we got absolutely housed there. The last time they came in here, we lost on a walk-off field goal. We fell down 17-0 at the at the halftime, and we came all the way back but fell short. Two, or, uh, in 20, uh, sorry, 20 19 the first time we lost we we're down 28 to 3 so 28 to 3 and 17 nothing the last two home games against him we can't fall down three scores especially with the way that we're going to play we need to strike first we need to get on the board first and and control the tempo from there and 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 that gets me right into my other key to victory turnover margin just like Pitt. i'm not saying we got to go plus three again but we can't go minus two last year JT Daniels was not very good at all there. That was one of his final games. We turned the ball over four times. In those two home games that I talked about where we went down 28-3 and 17-0, we, we, uh, our, our turnover margin was 8-1. to one. You can't win games in the Big 12 by giving the ball away and, and losing the turnover battle 3-4. to four. And sometimes there's games like Pitt where you just throw out all the trends and all the all the all the numbers but this one I disagree we talked about how it's such a pivotal game in terms of eight wins versus six wins turnover margin and starting fast are the keys to victory for me so that we can uh, get this win and win number three and get two games over 500 before we go to uh 
TCU next week. I love it, Ryan. Keep it simple. Hey, do, this, simple, do the small things right. And hey, that's that's going to lead me off with my first key to victory, and it's right up your alley. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't grab one of those Red Raider rifles. Go over and shoot yourself. Make <laughs> them shoot you. Seriously, yeah. make yeah. make them make no mistakes. Play flawless football. Play well. I mean, Neil Brown is treaded in that right direction. Keep it going. Keep building off of get better every week. But don't make mistakes. You can't because you can't you can't afford to. Um, and that leads me to get Nico involved early and often. We were joking with uh, the Wolfman RPO Mark Hill, right? Is you got three options. He can run it. The running back can run it, or he can take it back and throw it to Colt Taylor real quick with some misdirection stuff. Yeah, literally run that somewhat of a play every time. But you get him involved early. You know, you get Nico a chance to make some decisions to to really be put in the game. You know, put your big boy pants on and roll and build that confidence. A lot of great things can happen, and who knows? You know, we we love Garrett Green. We're a big supporter of him. But you get Nico going, you get him towards that ceiling that he is capable of hitting. Next thing you know, you may have your quarterback in Morgantown the next three or four years. So a big game for Nico to really show what he is capable of, to show who he was coming out of high school, and just get there and just don't even think about it. Nike, just do it, right? And then finally, make Shuck uncomfortable, right? Rob and you were talking about from from the gambling gotchas on earlier this week that there's not a quarterback controversy, but, you know, and then when you hear that but, you kind of know where it's headed. Make it a quarterback controversy. Make him uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe he throws a couple downfield. Maybe he gets some. Maybe they're able to draw a pass interference. Just keep coming at him. Just keep making him so uncomfortable, especially if it's raining. Ball's a little slippery. You eliminate the deep ball threat. I'm cheering for the rain. Before the game, my biggest game I'm cheering for is the rain. Oh, outright downpour, man. Make it miserable in Morgantown for Texas Tech. Get to shuck. And like I said, West Virginia fans, do what you want with that last name when you're in the stands on Saturday. Your call how you choose to approach that. But make him just wish he's just already on the plane headed back to Lubbock. Because that that is possible, especially with the conditions and how everything's lining up. And I think, you know, you do those things, Ryan, West Virginia is going to come out on top on this game. Completely agree. And, you know, the narrative going into the year was – they're the worst team. They look like a max school. Then it was they got drilled at Penn State, told you they weren't very good, even though that game is closer. Then it was they beat Pitt. It was like they're two and one. It's like, ah, oh, Pitt's just really bad. And you know, maybe we 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 bought into that too. I mean, Pitt is very bad, but everybody just thinks that we're just gonna go back to being that 14th place team. You gotta have a chip on your shoulder, man. This this mm-hmm. this is another uh, shut people up game. This is when people are going to start turning heads and be like, you know what? This Mountaineer team is not just a one hit wonder, win a emotional game, a old rivalry game in front of an emotional crowd. This Mountaineer team actually has a chance to contend in the top half in the big 12 and get to Dallas. When does West Virginia do best? When we're the underdog, the wall, you got man. that under call. Yeah. Back Nobody's picking us on Saturday again. It's great. Good. Yeah. Keep letting yes. us not pick us. Come on, Herb Street. Pick Texas Tech. You, oh, they, they're we, we all going to pick Texas Tech again, man. Good. I have not good. heard one person there like, oh, this is a letdown for West Virginia. I said, good. Keep keep picking against us, man. I Just like just like you all picked Pitt last week. So I love it. I, I love it too. Well, Ryan, another great week of the Ryan and Rush show in the books. Again, if you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so. The fun continues on the college experience. Uh, next, the Big 12 show where we'll have Troy on, who did the Big 12 rundown. Uh, with Ryan this past Tuesday. Uh, it's 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 a great time to be a Mountaineer. Let's continue that. Let's capitalize it. Let's go Mountaineers and let's let's shuck up the game on uh, <laughs> muck it up. 
on, on Saturday. So go out there and, hey, play like you have nothing to lose because you really don't. So let's do it. So love you all, and, and we'll see you around 6 o'clock on, on the College Experience Big 12. See you in a little bit. Let's get another win. Go Mountaineers.